You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 203, an interview with Kevin Layler. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. This is such an important interview for you to listen to. I can't tell you how long I wanted to have Kevin Layler on as a guest on She Runs the Show. It finally happened, and it is finally going to be on She Runs the Show and launched. It's taken quite a long wait, but you know what? The best things are always worth the wait. In this particular interview, Kevin... I don't even know where to start. He is a mindset and performance coach with a heart for connecting and serving others. His ability to speak about things like the fact that entrepreneurship is a lonely road. The fact that even on a lonely road like entrepreneurship is, there's still so much resourcefulness available in vulnerability and how do we actually use vulnerability on our entrepreneurial journeys. He talks a lot about that. He also talks about where our true resourcefulness lies. And if you're somebody who's worked a nine to five job and you're now considering or starting to build your business on the side, you probably are seeing resourcefulness in a way that is a fraction of the level of power that you actually have in being resourceful. So you're going to learn more about that during this interview. This is, this is a, this is an interview that is going to completely shift how you see yourself as an entrepreneur, how you see the world of entrepreneurship, but also how you see your power in it. So stay tuned and listen to this episode. Kevin Layler, mindset and performance coach. He really breaks down how to not only lead your business, but to own your power as you do so. Let's get to the episode. Kevin, welcome to She Runs the Show. It is about time that I had you on this show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I have been waiting, uh, it seems like, forever to be on this show. But you know what? Everything in its right time. And it's a pleasure to be with you now. Absolutely. So, Kevin, you know, uh, I... Here's one thing that I absolutely love about you. I love that you are a connector of people. I think when I first came across your work and we got to know each other, the one thing that you do so beautifully that I I could take notes for years and still not be able to do as well as you do it is you have this beautiful gift of connecting people on a on a, on a very intimate and deep level with each other and putting the right people together so they can experience growth from each other and with each other. Where did that gift come from? Well, I, I appreciate the compliment there. Thank you very much. And that gift of connecting, I, I just love seeing people win. At the end of the day, I am betting on humanity. I am betting on what makes someone ticks and that right there, there's a beauty in when you see two people or a group of people come together and their aspirations, their collaboration creates uh, this beautiful work or beautiful relationship or just a thing of beauty. And I have to say, like, just watching my mom and dad grow up, I can remember a time like uh, my father, when it came time to prom, he was renting me a car out, you know, so me and a couple of folks can go out. And I remember when we were picking up the car earlier in that day, 
uh, we were waiting for the car and my dad was just having these conversations with uh, the folks. There was like three or four people and the way he was making them laugh and giggle and they were all huddled around him. And I remember just watching him. I was just like, how do you do that? And my mom, she would have get togethers all the time at the household and take us on family trips all over. Uh, been in Jamaica 19 times. Wow. You know, so honestly, I feel that I am the 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 combination of my mom and dad and their love for people and the love to have family. And at the end of the day, when I bring people together, that is somewhat of me creating an extended family in each union that I bring together. And I love seeing what comes out of that relationships. That's powerful. Now, now sh share with everybody because I want the, them to, to understand that connection piece, how has that connection piece either facilitated or, or led you on your entrepreneurial journey? Uh, uh, the connection piece has definitely supported me in a way that it's people first. You know, I don't care what you do, but I care about who you are. So it has definitely supported me in people not thinking I'm out for something. I'm not seeing you as a resource in that if you don't tick off the boxes in terms of you're this or that, I won't interact with you versus because I'm a connector of people, that means I need to know who you are before I know what you do though. So asking a question maybe of like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? The ordinary thing, it's a fun way to break the ice and having these type of conversations with people in terms of who you are has really created a space for people to have conversations and be themselves. And how that has supported me in my entrepreneurial journey is the way I look at it is relationship equals revenue. Because eventually the people that you engage with, the people that you have an energetic exchange with and everything, those are the people that you will remember what they do and want to work with. And as of right now, I have multiple people you know, who want to work together to create win-win scenarios because I have created a space to be honest about where we are in our journey and ask the question and not feel that expectations of, what do you do, what do you do, can we get something out of each other versus what can we create together? So this year, definitely look for bigger things coming from uh, myself with the people that I've connected with you know, using this methodology of caring about who people are first and just looking for other people to win and bridging the gap in terms of what they need. And there's a compound effect of supporting people in that manner to where I have a lot of people like, Kevin, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And, you know, sometimes it's very hard to be vulnerable to ask the question of, can anyone help me right now? and everything and right now folks are just coming at me it's like kevin where are you at right now so i can support you and i see that as the compound effect of caring about people first and now it's my time and it's it's my time to kind of shine with the support of those i've supported in the past awesome so how did you i mean because i'm listening to you and, and i'm like it's it really is this thing where once you find your calling in life, then the how becomes relatively easy. Once you know what you've been called to do and the impact that you're called to have in the world, how did you get from 
wherever you started on your entrepreneurial journey to where you are right now? The, the journey actually began when I was a contractor in the nine to five world and when I had a gap. And I'm not a guy who likes to be idle. And there's probably many of us out here who doesn't like to sit around just because we have so many ideas. We want to go out and we want to test and ultimately we want to be of value somewhere. So in between contract jobs, I would actually seek ways of making my own income. And that started with eBay. And I just love the freedom that outside of a nine to five, I could create my own income. And when I was back in the nine to five, I would do that as my side hustle. So from nine to five, nine to six, nine to seven, whatever your hours may be, uh, the after hours would be me just uh, doing a little bit of hustling in the evening time, picking up goods, you know, at a lower price and uh, sell them at a higher price and became so natural to me to do that over, I think, uh, uh, five years grossed a million dollars in revenue just doing eBay and just that freedom and doing something that I enjoyed. It, it was just a passion. It wasn't be out of necessity, like I needed money. So I had a nine to five, but there was a joy behind doing it. And that joy got me to having that level of revenue and created a level of freedom in my life. It was just like, if my father needed something, I had his back. If, uh, if family needed something, if a friend needed something, I had their back. Like there was nothing, I just, it was just freedom in being able to help people. And fast forward to where I'm at right now, I left the nine to five in July of 2017 because the calling of having that freedom and joy in who I could be for others out there, outside of myself, it just got too loud. It, it, like there was so many feedback of you're a leader. You, sh you could be supporting people on a bigger level. I didn't want to be climbing the ladder of what I saw management to be in so many different companies that I worked for in the nine to five. I wanted to go out there and do something different, be that leader that everyone's just like, yes, where have you been? Cause I know I can do that. And that is what led me here. The, the whispers got loud enough to kind of be loud enough to take me out and be like, all right, no more nine to five. Let's do this full time and let's explore. And at the end of the day, I rather explore and go back to the nine to five knowing versus be going to 60 or 70 years old, regretting not trying what I could have tested out when I was at an age where I could test and just see what would happen if I went out into the world and see how resourceful I can be in being of value to other people and creating freedom and joy in my life doing what I love. That's beautiful. Now let me ask you something because so many people are going to listen to what you just said and they're going to resonate with that because they're going to say to themselves, I hear the whispers, you know, the, I'm, I'm at a corporate job, I'm at a nine to five, the whispers are becoming louder, but I'm afraid, I'm afraid to lose my health insurance, I'm afraid to have to use my 401k, they're afraid about the loss of the security that a corporate job gives them. What do you say to that? I would say that your fears are true in terms of those things will be lost once you choose to make the transition. However, there are ways that you can buffer those fears, though. If you know you want to step out, um, 
there is the, the mapping out in terms of, okay, let's start cutting back and creating a financial buffer because that calling is pulling on your heart so much that being at work is now looked at as your side hustle. And when you're outside of work, that's when you feel free and doing the work at home, that's all your entrepreneurial journey or that uh, dream career that you wanna do in your entrepreneurial journey, that is more exciting working into two o'clock in the morning you know, but the fear, the fear is only because you have not experienced what your resourcefulness can create yet. You've experienced what your resume has created for you in terms of getting you a job, being in a structured system in terms of the nine to five, but you have yet to experience the fullness of what your resourcefulness can create for you in terms of taking care of a 401k, in terms of taking care of the insurance and tariff taking care of the income that would come in. And I have gone through that journey myself. The first year out of the nine to five, I questioned myself a lot. Am I doing the right thing? Am I ensuring that I'm doing right by my family and doing this full-time entrepreneurial thing? And luckily I have been out of the nine to five for over 18 months and I'm still here and I still have options for me to take if I want to keep where I'm at and see this vision that I have to become a millionaire coach and impact the lives of many. So the fear will be there, but the possibilities is what you need to focus on. If you focus on the possibilities of what can happen, you work more on your vision than on your reality. If you focus on what you'll be able to create, the energy will be focused there Otherwise, the fear grows when you force the focus, the energy on what could happen, what could happen, what could happen. All your mind is thinking is like, yes, that could happen, and I'm going to show you why that can happen. Versus if you tell the mind, this is what's possible, the mind is going to see that, yes, that is possible. Let's find opportunities to make that possible. And you just have to ask yourself the question, what is the opportunity? in this fear that I'm feeling right now? Or what is the opportunity that could move me forward to make that fear a lie? And that is part of what has supported me to get over many fears in terms of this entrepreneurial journey is what is the opportunity that is in this moment? Or what is the lie in this fear that I can overcome? Because at the end of the day, we are a lot more resourceful than we give ourselves credit for and I have found myself to be very resourceful in this journey that I did not know I had when I was in the nine to five. And to the audience out there, you are more resourceful than you realize. You have more options than you realize. And the security of the nine to five somewhat blinds you from seeing that. But when your back is against the wall, I guarantee you're going to find a way to get through it. And then you're going to appreciate the character that it built in you of what it created to sustain the journey and the dream that you have. That's powerful. That's really <laughs> powerful. I, <laughs> when you said, um, you have no idea what your resourcefulness can get you. You know what your resume can get you, but you don't know what your resourcefulness can get you. That is powerful. What do you say to people who are wanting to start a business at the beginning of starting a business, but are 
they live every day with self-doubt. You know, their inner critic is raging. Their self-talk is negative. I mean, you're a mindset performance coach. So when you're working with somebody who has those types of things that are going on while they're trying to build a business, what do you say to them? First things first is language. You want to outsource that. Your mind is essentially going to outwit you at every possibility that it can in terms of the thoughts that you have. Until you fill your mind up with possibilities versus what reality is, your mind is always going to outwit you. Any thought you have, the mind's going to give you a story to get you out of that thought. So there's a couple of things I would recommend to folks here to get over their self-doubt, which is basically the mind trying to outwit you out of your dreams and out of your vision and out of like the, the just the, the prehistoric brain of just fight or flight. Uh, and, and some of these things are things I have done myself as well. So they are tried and true from my practice and what I've heard from other people. First, listen to podcasts, audiobooks, YouTube in terms of motivational videos. Make that a part of your day. 15 minutes, half hour, your commute to work. I guarantee you that half hour a day, over a week, over a month, over a year, the more you listen to that content, the more you speak that content, the more you have that in your head that when you start talking to other people, they will notice the shift in your language and because you listen to that material so much. It really does matter what you feed your mind in terms of material versus like music that really doesn't take you somewhere versus music that uplifts you and gets you moving and has you feeling positive about just where you are in life. So what you listen to, so audiobooks, podcasts, motivational videos, half hour a day over a course of a week, month, that begins the process right there of changing your language in because that's a muscle that builds a muscle where you remember all the material that you hear and now you have the power to outwit your mind versus your mind outwitting you out of your dream another piece you might hear it all the time and you know i hear like yeah 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 i've heard this all the time but truly journaling or writing is another way to outwit your mind when it comes to your self-doubts if it's in your head then easily your mind's going to find everything that it knows about you to outwit that thought However, if it's written on paper, and it's written on paper repeatedly, it is no longer in your head, but it's something that you can see and make a choice around. I'm going to become a million-dollar coach this year. I'm going to become the best parent this year. I'm going to start my business and make X amount this year. Over and over and over, you writing that and you seeing that, that ch that changes your the way you see things that changes the way you think about things so writing is another method as much as you might hear it out there journal 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 there's a reason why the greats have journaled and why they continue to tell us that you should write with pen and paper and why that has an impact on your success and my third tip to get over self-doubt when it comes to the entrepreneurial journey and the choices uh, that come along with it, have conversations with people about your dreams. Because again, if you thinking about your dreams yourself, your mind's gonna find reasons why that dream is not worth it. However, 
watch how people light up when they say, I love that. Like you should do that and watch the pattern of people who believe in what they've seen of you and what they would love to see from you based on the dream you share. Again, that whisper becomes louder, especially when other people are telling you, I love that. I love that. You should do that. Like, when are we going to see that? Now you have other people who are coloring your vision with their feedback. And that vision becomes like a beautiful rainbow that you can no longer ignore. It is no longer just within you. It is now outside of you with other people who are looking forward to it. And it's just very hard not to step up and step out of your head and into your heart to get over your self-doubt and just take the first step and the next step and the next step and everything to see in this vision come to life. So those are my three things right there. Make sure you're talking to people about what you want to be up to. Make sure you are writing things down to outwit your mind. And make sure you're listening to material in terms of what you are feeding your mindsets in everything. Because at the end of the day, we are just a collection of habits of what we do. And if a part of your habit is to listen to motivational material on a daily basis, to write on a daily basis, or to talk to people on a daily basis about what you love, you become the habit of what you love. That's so true. That's so true. And in the same way, it's also true that when you are thinking about taking this entrepreneurial journey and you're not surrounding yourself with those voices, those words, those kinds of things, you tend to believe what you spend most of your time with. So I'm wondering, what's your take on this? What's one myth about starting and building a business that you wish every aspiring entrepreneur knew wasn't true? I believe one, one myth about entrepreneurship is with social media today and so much advertisement, the, the way that it is positioned is, you know, here are the three things that will get you these results as if the system is going to work overnight. This, most people do not give the information to say that work is involved because as soon as you say work is involved, I feel entrepreneurs who are out there crushing it, they will lose a lot of their audience. You know, there's this position mm. of, you know, everything, do X and Y will come. And right now there's a lot of people who are just feel hurting in this economy, want to get out of their nine to five, want to live a better life, want to like, they'll even take a pay cut though, but they just want to know that what is the systems. And a lot of people, when they hear work is involved, that almost short circuits that, but that is what people are using out there though. So um, the myth, the myth is there is work, you know, regardless of what is out there, there is work to entrepreneurship, but it is good work because every step that you conquer builds your, your character for what you are up to. And everything that you conquer is what's available to you to teach others with integrity and honesty though. So one myth about starting a business is like, Hey, Follow my proven system and you will be making six figures. <laughs> um, and that's just not true, though. There's a lot of mindset work behind this, getting over your self-doubt, for example, getting over your beliefs that might come around money and tapping into your resourcefulness, though. So don't believe all the hype is out there. You know, when it comes to uh, aspiring entrepreneurs and when they're looking into systems, Trust your gut in terms of 
look at it actually this way. This is the way I look at it. Look at where entrepreneurs are, similar to where corporate leaders are, and ask yourself, would you like to be them? You know, would you like to be the boss, like in your nine to five job? Same thing in the entrepreneurship world. Would you like to be that entrepreneur? The way they take care of their community, the way that they put out their content, the way that they have been integrity behind the offers they put out, the way that they explain the work that is involved, the way they support people. You know, if you if uh, entrepreneur has that look and feel and can back it up, then I would say trust your intuition to follow one system that resonates to where you want to be and just jump into that. Otherwise, you know, do not fall into the myth of all the advertisement of uh, entrepreneurs that it says, just follow the system and you'll be great. At the end of the day, there's work to be done. Mindset first, because as Robin Sharman says, everything is created twice in this world. Once in the mind and then in the reality. And that works both ways. That works for the things that you want to happen that also works for the things you don't want to happen. And we go back to, if you focus on the possibilities and the vision, then that's what's going to get created out of your habit. If you focus on what you lack, then that's what's going to get created out there in the real world and be made true. Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, and so, so many people have asked me, why don't you teach um, how to build or write eBooks? Why don't you teach uh, Facebook? Why don't you teach the, the tactics? And my answer to those people has always been the same. If your mind isn't right, nothing, none of the tactics will work. None of them. So it doesn't matter about Facebook ads. It doesn't matter about Instagram. If your mind isn't where it needs to be, nothing you do will be successful. And if your mind is where it needs to be, everything you do will eventually be successful. So what do you say to entrepreneurs who are, they're trying to build their business, they feel like they're hitting roadblocks, they see somebody's system, they're like, I, I don't know how to do that, so their system is going to help me. But they're, what they don't know about the system is the system is a lot of work. What do you say to that entrepreneur? I say that entrepreneur is vulnerability becomes your strength in entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is a lonely road. You are shifting from an environment of working with people to actually being your own boss. Everything stops with you now. You know, so so you Kevin, cannot... can you can you go into that a little bit? Because I rarely hear people in entrepreneurship speak the truth of what you just said. You said it's a, a lonely road. When you say that, what do you mean? I mean, you are now the top, and it is lonely at the top. There is no uh, accounting, HR, or this uh, coworker to kind of point finger to. So there's two pieces here. There is accountability to how you lead, lead your life in terms of being the CEO of your world when it comes to entrepreneurship. And you just have to take accountability for you may not know everything, and you may need to ask questions you may need to get out of your head in terms of not being the go-to person or the smartest person in the room the nine to five world you could have been uh number one in your position the go-to person all like you had all of the accolades in the entrepreneurial world it's just you it is just you 
in everything. And the person who's going to celebrate you is you, not something outside of you, but from within you. You know, so when it comes to being resourceful, that one of the best resources an entrepreneur has is being vulnerable. And that vulnerability is what allows people to connect with you, to support you in terms of even though a system might be laid out, there still might be questions to be asked. And you might think like, I feel silly even asking this question. You might be silly and be like, uh, um, I know this might sound like a silly question, but how do I change the background color on this? You know, that might be a silly question to you. And you're like, I can't ask this amongst all these supposedly seasoned entrepreneurs. But it's just like, everyone wants to see everyone else succeed at the end of the day. And that happens with you being vulnerable with where you are at. And the more you choose not to be vulnerable, the lonelier entrepreneurship gets, the more you are left inside your head alone to think that this was not worth it. Again, to be outwitted by your mind, to go back to the nine to five. I tried for three to six or nine months and nothing didn't happen. It takes a lot of vulnerability and a community to kind of support you through these actions in terms of asking the questions. What you knew in the past is great, but you are creating for the vision from where you are at and what's going to serve you best is vulnerability and having a beginner's mindset. A beginner's mindset will support you in getting out of your way, asking for support often, and having you see that vision come to life. Without that, this journey is lonely, and you will see yourself back in the nine to five thinking it didn't work. But you will see your vision come to life by asking for help often, being vulnerable, and as you see other people vulnerable, helping them as well and creating win-win scenarios. I love the idea of creating win-win scenarios because I think that's key to, to life in general, not simply business. When you look at your, your entrepreneurial journey and also where you are taking your business next, what for you is your business why? My business why? Okay. Let me go. Let me, let me, let me have some fun with this one right now. <laughs> My business why is as a, a you know a guy growing up, everyone saw me as you know you should be on the football team, and you know you you'll do well in college, you know playing football or something like that or the NFL because I'm a big guy, and I just wasn't into sports like that, you know I was into the books, I was making sure I got my grades, you know anytime I got a B, I was like crap, and everything. I always wanted to do well academically. And one of the things about doing well academically and just who I was, I was, I'm a big hearted person. I'm a big hearted person. It's just, just who I am. That's why I connect so well with so many people yet, you know, everyone's saying like, Kevin, you should play ball. You'll make more money that way. Things like that, that created an identity in me in terms of, well, it seems like it is a flaw to have a big heart. Um, and that kind of ruled me for many years until recently uh, I wrote a quote like a couple of years ago. And the quote is, it's not a flaw to have a big heart. It's a flaw not to use that big heart. And that kind of unchained me from playing small when it comes to anything that I'm up to, entrepreneurship, life. It just kind of allowed me to own my identity 
And that became a big part of my why to what I want to do. You know, one of the things I want to do is I want people to own their identity as who they are, who they were born to be as the natural leaders that they are. You know, somebody asked me, so Kevin, like, who do you support? I support entrepreneurs um, aligned with their identity to be the leaders for their life, for their business, and for the things that their dreams are made of. You know, because I had to go through my own identity shifts. And my why is that we do not have enough heart-centered leaders, you know, you know, crafting the way in their business, you know, to support other people. And I would love to be a part of the charge of like, hey, this guy, Kevin Layler, he's doing it and he has a big heart. And the thing is, we actually have role models out there, you know, who have big hearts, you know, who have made major impact in this world. The first person that comes to mind, uh, come to mind, you know, is Mr. Rogers. You, you think about Mr. Rogers here and what he did back in the day. And there was no big personality behind him. He was just a genuinely heartfelt human being who cared about other people, who cared about the kids. And he has, he's a global icon. And I want to be a part of letting people know that it's not a flaw to have a big heart. It's a flaw not to use that heart. You know, so to get out of your head and get into your heart, be who you are and lead from that point. Don't think that like who you are is not enough to do what you want to do in your entrepreneurial journey because every message has an audience, period. So own your lane, be who you are, do the work, be vulnerable, and that vision will come to pass. And that's part of my why. I love that. Now, how can people learn more about you? So people can learn more about me. They can hit up me, hit me up on my website at www.kevinlayler.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kevin Layler on Instagram. Perfect. Now I'm going to ask you my, my final question. This is actually my favorite. If you 10 years from now could give you one piece of advice about taking your life and business to the next level, what advice would that version of you in 10 years from now give the version of you today? My advice from my 10 year later version to me right now would probably tell me to go deeper within and go bigger in terms of where your heart is at. You would probably tell me, Kevin, trust yourself. You are already there. It is already available to you. You just let it go. Just let go of the restraints and go. Like I guarantee you, my friend, like we are like we are crushing it in a way that has surpassed any goals that you had. It was all the intention. It was all within the intention that had to surpass any goals. Go deeper with the intention and like we're fine. We're doing great. So go deeper with your intention of why you want to do what you want to do. And we're there. We're there. Amazing. Well, Kevin, thank you for being on She Runs the Show. Intention is everything. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for having me on the show. I definitely enjoyed having this conversation, and I hope others got something out of this piece for the entrepreneurial journey that they are thinking about going on, are already on, and this supports you in just having a slight shift in your day to just keep going. 
because you'll get there. You'll get there. Love it. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. If that was not life-changing, I don't know what is. So be sure that you connect with Kevin all over the place. Instagram is at Kevin Laylor. You can also go to kevinlaylor.com. Connect with Kevin. He is, as I said early in this interview, a connector of people, but most importantly, he helps people step into their power. So go check him out, kevinlaylor.com. I will catch you guys on the next episode of She Runs the Show.